This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about routines. Now, at the time of this recording, we are under the coronavirus quarantine. So the tips that I'm going to be giving you certainly apply to our situation as it is right now. But if you're listening to this episode and we are out of quarantine, definitely take some of these tips to heart because they can apply during the quarantine or after But the reason why I felt like talking about routines and giving you some tips about it was important right now is because no one was prepared for this. I mean, I I don't know, I guess unless like you're a prepper and this is something that you're always prepared for, but I would say for the majority of us, we were not prepared for this. It was kind of like we went to bed and we thought things, oh, things were crazy today. And then we woke up the next morning and things were crazier. And now we're just in this weird, surreal thing of every day that we wake up, there's some new news and we don't quite see the light at the end of the tunnel yet on this. So there's a lot of anxiety and just a lot of unknown at this point. So again, that's why I'm talking about routines now, because a routine will give you a structure and a way to manage your time where you feel like you can make the most of this situation. Um, I have said it before, I definitely went into this kind of kicking and screaming, was not super happy about being under quarantine. I'm definitely a person that loves to be busy and go out there and do things. And again, I have two different businesses. I have three kids in three different stages of life. And so, yeah, I wasn't happy, Um, but I've accepted it. And um, I know a lot of you out there have too. So again, whether you are listening to this under quarantine or after, definitely keep listening to this episode because I do feel like Everyone should have a routine in their life. Um, When I was younger, I was definitely under the belief system that if you had a routine, then it just really stifled your life and you couldn't be super adventurous or fly by the seat of, of your pants. And I could not have been more wrong. As I went through my adult years, um, and had more kids and more life experiences, I realized that having a routine actually gave me a lot more freedom than I ever realized I was missing out on. For instance, when you have a system where you manage your time, which is really what a routine is, um, it's like you know what you're going to do in your day. So I'm a big believer in doing daily planning 
And when I know what's going to happen in my day, I can actually fit in things that I would normally say, oh my gosh, I know I just ran out of time. I don't have time for. So if I plan for those things, then I get to do those things. Um, so whether they're, you know, time with friends, social hobby or whatever, um, I've realized over the years, I am a lot more in control of my time than I think that I am. And I think that sometimes um, we use that as an excuse that we just don't have enough time. But if you are willing to do the planning and stick to it, you're going to realize you have a lot more time in your day than you originally thought. So these tips definitely apply um, to people that have kids. But if you don't have kids, keep listening because these are very general tips that can be applied to anyone in any situation. So the first one is, I like to use a general time schedule. Normally when we're in our normal life and the kids need to go to school and we need to be at places at certain times, I can do a little bit more of a time schedule. What I mean by that is, for instance, I'll wake up at 5.30 a.m., I have one hour before I have to wake up my youngest to get him ready for school at 6.30. And then if we're doing carpool, we have to make sure we're out the door by a certain time. And obviously he needs to be at school at a certain time. So that's what I mean by a time schedule. Now, now that we're not um, having to do that, I've actually loosened up a lot. I no longer wake up at 5.30 a.m. I wake up at 6.40 And I have a new routine. I actually am one of those people that has to get out of the house. I need to go get some fresh air and sunshine. And so I go for a walk run in the morning with a friend of mine. And we'll do that just because I need the human interaction. I need the time to kind of clear my head. I need the time to just get ready for my day. So by the time I get home, it's after 8 a.m., And I usually give my kids until about 9 a.m. So up until 9 a.m., they can pretty much do what they want. They can wake up, they can watch a little TV, get themselves breakfast, um, do whatever they kind of want to do to wrap their heads around, okay, we're ready to start on our day by 9. So that's a difference between having it really regimented with time and giving my kids a little bit more leeway in the time. But by 9 a.m., I'm kind of getting on everyone's case about go brush your teeth, get dressed for the day, and get your head prepared because we're going to start into schoolwork and chores and doing some other stuff that um, we need to do for our day. Uh, I know a lot of you out there um, are wonderful about doing like wake up at a certain time and getting your kids on the schedule like 8 to 8.15 is brushing your teeth and getting ready. If that works for you, continue to do it. You have to know your family. Um, My family at this point um, would completely (laughs) rebel against me if I was continued to be that strict with our schedule. So personally, we're not doing it like that. We're kind of being a lot more lax and liberal with our uh, time management right now. But again, you have to know your family and what works best for you and what works best for your kids. So if that's something where your kids really respond to, 
or really keeps your sanity, keep doing it. Um, but if that is not something that's going to work for you, then consider doing it a little bit of a different way. And in this episode, the doing it a different way is something I'm going to talk about. So time blocking. This is something that I talk about when it comes to time management. If you've heard any of my time management podcasts um, or have my time management journal, you know I talk a lot about time buckets. And this is really like your time block. These go through all of the different areas of your life of all of those things that you're supposed to be doing. Work, taking care of your financial life, uh, your physical and health life, your social life, your emotional life, um, your you know family life. And I want you to block out your day to make sure that you're taking care of all of the different areas of your life. Um, and that's definitely something that can be done during this time, especially if you're just starting out on doing a routine. Know yourself, know your family. For instance, if you're a night owl, probably being super productive in the morning isn't for you. That's probably where you're going to need your quiet time. That's probably where you're going to need to do kind of the fun stuff. The easy stuff um, is in the morning until your brain is really up and ready. So no one, as for instance, no one is saying as far as school that it has to be done during school hours. You can do school in the late afternoon. You can do school in the evening. Whatever works for you, as long as you have a routine that's keeping you on track and keeping your family moving along during this time. So that's an example of time blocking. So when my kids know 9 a.m. means mom means business, you have to start getting ready for your day. And then I kind of give them a choice in there. They can start on some chores or they can start on some schoolwork. And that also kind of gives them a little bit of control over the situation because we all feel a little out of control and out of sorts right now. So they get to choose like, what are they feeling? If it's going to do a couple of chores and doing something physical, I'll get them started on that. If they want to sit down and do some schoolwork, that's where we start out on that. And so that's just a little bit about creating a schedule is know your family, know what's going to work for them and create a general time schedule. All right. The next tip I'm going to talk about is you don't need to do everything in one day. And again, this applies to whether you're in quarantine or not. Um, have you ever heard that saying, if everything's important, then nothing is important? And that's something that I've found myself saying a lot to clients over the years, like while we declutter, um, you know, you have to really determine, especially when it comes to time, you only have 24 hours in a day. What is important to you? I know that you have a lot of different areas of your life that are important, but unfortunately, you're very limited because time is our most precious resource. So you are going to have to decide what is important to do in a day. Um, so take a look at your life. Again, if you want to uh, reference this, take a look at my time management journal. It, it will give you a great guideline. Um, it'll have you brainstorm so you can get everything out of your head and onto paper of all of those things that you think that you need to do. You can move on to prioritizing 
And this is where figuring out what is truly important to you. Because something might be important to you in your head, but once you see it on paper and you're trying to make time for it in your day, you're going to realize that there are some things that you thought were important to you that really aren't when it comes to trying to get those things scheduled in your daily planning. So again, really take note of what is important right now. Obviously, again, we're in a really weird place. And so life is kind of showing us what is important. Um, And that's when things get really tough. You kind of have this spotlight um, on your life where you're realizing, ah, a month ago, that was so important to me. It's actually not as important as I thought. What's really important is family, our health, um, our financial health, you know, some of those things that, you know, are important no matter what, um, what we're going through in life. So don't feel the need and don't put the pressure to get everything done in a day. Block out those things. Um, remember, there's always tomorrow. So some of these things you may be able to schedule for tomorrow or a later date. And on that note, the next tip is to rotate. Um, this is something that schools are really great about doing. If you notice, they do specials and they kind of time block. So it's not like they have PE every single day or music class every single day. They actually rotate their schedules for kids. I know for my youngest, he's on, it's like a seven day rotation or six day rotation. So basically there's, you know, five days of the week where they go to school, but there's six different um, blocks. So for instance, they'll go Monday through Friday, blocks one through five, and the following Monday, they're on block six. And this kind of gives them variety. This makes sure that they get all of the different things that the kids need to learn about into the kids' daily or into their routines. And um, this is something that you can definitely apply to your own life. Like, think about that. Um, Maybe every Monday you do a certain thing, but maybe there's something that doesn't need to be done every week, it can kind of go out to every week and a half. Um, Maybe updating your budget would be one of those things. It's not something necessarily you have to do every single day. But if you have a budget for your family, maybe it's something that you just need to kind of look out every week and a half or so just to make sure everything is good, things are getting paid, and that your family is on a budget. So that would be an example of something that doesn't need, that is important, but it doesn't need to be done every single day. So consider rotating some of those things in your life. All right. The next tip is I want you to always schedule some fun, some downtime, some outside time, or if you're bored, you just need to figure it out without electronics. Um, that's actually what my kids are doing right now. My oldest is pretty good and pretty um, um, well uh, acquainted, I guess I should say, with being on the computer and doing her schoolwork. So she's great. She's doing her schoolwork. I've told them, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and record my podcast episode. So for my eight-year-old, I said, find something to do. 
Um, but it cannot be an electronic. It can't be a computer or a phone or a game system or a TV. So right now he's downstairs and we're doing this little rock painting activity where we go and we hunt for rocks and we bring them home and then we take them out on a hike again and plant the rocks for other people to find. So he's working on his uh, rocks right now and painting them. But definitely remember, especially, especially for those of you who are really regimented with a schedule, you need to schedule downtime. You need to schedule some fun. You need to schedule some time where everyone's just kind of doing what they need to do. Um, This will alleviate a lot of tension in your home and you need it as well. So one of the buckets, one of the seven buckets that I have is called quiet time. And quiet time can be if you're a very um, religious person and you have a spiritual or religious devotion that you read or practice. If you are into meditation, um, it gives you time for that. Or if you are like some of us where we just need to stare at a wall or just be in a quiet room by ourselves for like 15 minutes to clear our head, make sure you're giving yourself time for whatever it is that gives you downtime and allows you just to kind of decompress. So don't forget to get in your schedule, some fun, some downtime, some outside time. Like I said, I am one of those ones walking. Um, I am, freely admit it, but you know what? I'm sorry my mental and physical health needs to be outside and just to have a conversation with a friend um, at this time. And so I am doing it because it has a greater benefit for my mental and physical health than being locked inside my house all day, every day for weeks on end. All right, moving on. The next thing to consider when creating a routine is what I like to call list of three. Um, if you notice, when I'm teaching time management or organizational um, techniques, a lot of times I have things grouped in threes. Why three? Because it is something that you can do easily. Um, I never really put more than three items on my to-do list because once you get beyond three, it really kind of becomes crazy and then you feel like overwhelmed or you can't really accomplish things. And for those of you who are like, oh, wait, I can do way more than three things on my list. Great. Do three. And then if you have more time, add one or two more, you know, but for the most part, um, we have a lot of things going on in our lives. So for instance, there are three chores that I do every single day, no matter what I make my bed, I make sure my kitchen is clean and I get one load of laundry at least in the washer and into the dryer. Doesn't mean it always gets folded and put away every single day, but with a family of four, we definitely, um, the laundry piles up pretty quickly. So as long as I can kind of keep it in, I feel like I can manage the laundry. So I do three chores every single day and Obviously, I do a lot more in my day, but that's something I can focus on with my house. Obviously, I have things that I do for work, things that I do for family, things that I do for myself. But for the most part, doing things in groups of three or just having three things on your list 
is a great way to, again, prioritize because if everything's important, nothing is important. And it really gives you a self of accomplishment too. So if you can get those three things done, then hooray, awesome. Give yourself a high five, a pat on the back. It does feel really good to just kind of tick those things off your list and feel proud of yourself for the day. Um, So consider doing things in three. So no more than three things on your to-do list. All right. The next thing I'm going to talk about is letting go, letting go of expectations when it comes to having a routine. I know we'll like wake up in the morning and again, I teach people how to do daily planning. So a lot of times I'm encouraging them to do their daily planning either first thing in the morning or right before they go to bed the night before. And so a lot of times we look at our daily planning and we're like, wow, we're going to get this all done. I am a superstar. This is going to be awesome. And then we wake up and it feels like life happened. I mean, especially right now, right? I mean, every day I'm like, oh, great. We should be back to school, you know, in a week or, um, you know, I can go meet a client on this day or, you know, whatever I have planned that has been the the hardest thing for me is that I wake up the next day and all of a sudden the world has completely changed overnight or that's how it feels. And so I have had to let go of my expectations. I have had to just try to make a plan and if life allows it to happen, then great, I feel accomplished. But I am definitely someone that likes to be super like, on the go, um, trying to get a lot done, um, meeting my goals. And I've had to just let go of so much of that and just forgive myself, forgive life right now and just say, you know what? Enough. It just has to be good enough. Like just getting something done, just getting the kids fed and we got some homework done or we got, you know, a small amount of outside time. That in itself is an accomplishment right now in life. <clears throat> so if you are someone that always has a lot of expectations on yourself or your family or the people in your life, right now it's a really good time to just try and let go of some of those. And again, Uh, It really does help if you're not so regimented in your schedule because sometimes when you're so regimented in your schedule, you feel frustrated if you didn't get everything accomplished. So let go of some of those expectations. All right, moving on. Don't compare yourself to social media. We're all doing it. We're all like, hey, look at me. Like my kids are like both sitting at the kitchen table and they're on their computers, and they're Zooming with their class. I mean, we're all doing it. We're all posting those photos. And it's okay to post those photos because we're kind of proud. And this is, again, a new normal for for us. And so we're trying to just connect and share. And we're super happy and proud of, you know, doing some of this stuff, like being homeschool parents all of a sudden and feeling a little bit accomplished. And that's okay. And then for most of us, we're going to have the days where we didn't get any of that done. And again, like I just said, we're going to have those days where our expectations are really challenged. So on those days, if you can, avoid social media. 
avoid social media because you're going to see everyone's highlight reels. Um, your people are not sharing their struggles. They're not sharing the disaster that is their child's playroom. They're not sharing the fact that their kid ate a bag of Cheetos for breakfast. They're not sharing a lot of those real moments, the moments that they maybe had a breakdown or they locked their children out of their bedroom and they ate dinner alone in front of the TV or whatever it is. Um, because this is hard. This is hard for most of us. Or I would even venture to say, I don't care who you are, you have found some difficulty in this new challenge that we're all faced with during coronavirus. So when you're in that place, when you're having that moment, try to stay off social media. It's generally not going to make you feel better. Um, I have gone on and I've snoozed a lot of people on my Facebook, I've snoozed them for a variety of reasons, like the people who are, you know, who are quote unquote, the experts who I don't think have ever taken a science class in their life beyond high school, but they're telling, trying to give me, you know, medical or health advice. I've snoozed those folks. I've snoozed the people that are um, shaming other people. I've snoozed the, the people that are like, you know, this is the end of the world, I've snoozed a lot of people because honestly, when I go on Facebook, I just need a little bit of escapism. So unless you're talking about like the Tiger King guy or you're posting some funny memes, honestly, I don't really want to see what you have to say about coronavirus and um, the quarantine, or I don't want to hear what you have to say about politics or our government. Um, I just kind of need to escape for a few minutes, but it's kind of hard to do on social media right now. So if you're kind of feeling down, if you're feeling unmotivated, just stay off social media for right now. And lastly, that kind of brings me to those of you who are doing the finger wagging so much at us. Like I said earlier in this episode, I do go and I meet a friend. I actually meet two friends and we do a walk run every morning. And they are amazing. They are encouraging. They push me in an area where I struggle. And um, I am so eternally grateful for them. So I will see the posts again in social media of like, stay out of the parks and you guys are not supposed to be leaving your house. And you know what? There are some of us that just have to do what we have to do right now. Um This is not an easy time um, for all of us. There are people who have lost their jobs and their income, and they have to go out to find some type of work. They have to pay their bills. There are people that have special needs children in their home, and they have to make accommodations for their special needs children, whether it means going to 10 different grocery stores to find things that they need for their children whether they are taking their children to a playground or a park, even though I know they're shut down, they are doing the best that they can. There are people that struggle with mental health and it is not, uh, being quarantined in home is not the healthiest thing for them and they are struggling as well. And there are also those folks that are simply overworked our health professionals, our nurses, our doctors, our law enforcement, 
you know, our retail workers, so many of them are overworked. And I think the thing is, we all know what we should be doing. I think that there is something to be said of just focusing on ourselves and what we need to be doing and stop the finger wagging towards everybody else. And I know that, you know, all I know is this. I know that we're all going to get this virus. I am scared to death about it. I have read as many articles as I can from actual doctors. And I go through our plan with my husband almost on a daily basis where he thinks I'm a crazy person because I'm like, okay, someone gets a cough. This is what we're supposed to do now. Um, this is where we're going to go. I drive by there. I don't see that many cars there. We should be safe. I've read the signs in the window. I mean, I am panicking too. You know, it doesn't feel great to be in a situation where I have a, a husband that has to go out. He has to, to be in touch with the public. And a lot of the public that he is in contact with probably aren't the people that are taking care of their health anyway. So, we're sitting ducks. And you know what? We're doing the best that we can. So before you go out there on social media and wag your finger at the rest of us who are just trying to get through this the best we can, I implore you, I beg you to just reconsider. Maybe just do something that can help all of these people in these situations share something funny, share something positive, or better yet, get off social media and check on a friend, check on a neighbor, check on one of those folks who are in the hospitals, who are in the grocery stores, who are in law enforcement. Why don't you check on them and see what you can do for them? I think that goes a lot further, a lot longer way than doing this social shaming on social media that I'm seeing so much of. Um, And as you can tell by kind of the change in my voice, something that I'm a little bit um, emotional about because, again, this is really, really difficult. And for those of you who are able to still stay at home, work from home, draw a paycheck, and you have all the supplies that you need, awesome super awesome. But I can tell you, you're probably in the minority. And there are a lot of people out there that are just trying to survive this time. So let's just be aware of that. Let's try to encourage these folks. Let's try to let people know that we're there for them. And to all of those of you who do, awesome. I just, that's wonderful. Um, I love to see those acts of kindness, and it's something that I think can go a long way and spread faster than any virus on this planet. So I'll end right there with uh, this episode. Um, Again, just some general guidelines on routines. You definitely want to do some type of a schedule. Consider just a general timeline schedule. You don't need to do everything every day. You definitely want to rotate things, um, activities in your life. Definitely schedule some downtime, some fun time, things to clear your head. Um, Don't do more than three things on a to-do list at a time. Let go of your super high expectations. 
Try not to compare to yourself and your life and your situation to everyone on social media. And for those of you who want to post on social media, have a little consideration before you start with the shaming and the finger wagging. Just be conscious and conscientious of you know who's going to be reading that. You could be doing a lot more harm than good. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. If you have any questions, let me know. Um, also, don't forget about the hashtag One Organized Mama Declutter Challenge. All you have to do is post a photo of yourself on Instagram or the One Organized Mama Facebook page. I'll be looking out there. Um, this is your chance to get someone to give you a high five or a pat on the back because if you're at home, you might as well kind of get in there and get through some of that clutter a little bit. And also, if you haven't listened to the last week's episode, I'm going to be doing some things and I am um, via Zoom, some kind of crash course classes on um, organization on the topics are time management, how to declutter, how to organize paperwork, and how to become a professional organizer. So thank you again so much for listening. Send me your ideas, keep sending me your questions, and thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Thank you.